0: Right. Hi, everybody. This is Scott McLeod with another episode of the Coronavirus Chronicles. I'm very fortunate to have with me a couple guests from the Hong Kong International School in Hong Hong Kong, China. Uh, Don Drake is the associate head of school. Veronica Booth is the uh, communications and public relations manager. And so they're going to share with us today how HKIS has been responding to the pandemic challenge. So Don and Veronica, let's just dive right in. Um, you're about eight, 10 weeks ahead of many other places around the world in terms of dealing with remote learning and pandemic challenges. Um, how have you responded? And maybe in particular, what are you doing now that we should maybe be looking ahead to uh,
1: in the future? Sure. Well, well. good morning and thanks for having us. Um, pleasure to share some of our insights in terms of what we've learned along this journey. And as you mentioned, we're we're 10 weeks into it. So... Um, we've had a lot, uh, a lot go on, but again, I think, um, what I'd say first and foremost, we're very, very proud of, of our faculty and what I would say the goals from the outset, um, to sort of give you some history is we were, we were informed right when we started our Chinese new year break on January 25th, that we would be closing down school. Um, and we had to call together all of our, our leaders and, and really kind of, as most schools or districts are doing, I'm sure they're in the States, um, pulled together all of our resources to figure out, okay, how are we gonna do this? And, and what's it gonna look like? With the real premise being that um, we have a responsibility to ensure that moving, learns, moving learning moves forward. And, um, and it's what our parents expect. It's, it's the standard that, our, that we have for ourselves as a school. Um, and, and we were, were lucky enough to have, I think, some really just remarkable faculty and, and principals that um, rose to the occasion to, to really put together what I think I could say emphatically is that learning has moved forward and that, you know, we have from the get go said if this stays this way until June, um, that we will ensure all families that uh, their child will be able to matriculate to the next grade. Uh, that they'll graduate and be ready for college, um, and so feel really good about that. Um, one of the key things we did, if it helps, and, and our context is gonna be a little different than a lot of places is, um, we have, as an international school, we've got faculty and administrators from all over the world. Um, but when this all broke, in some places, people were on vacation, and um, and some schools in this international community sort of had um, left people to say, stay where you are until we figure this out. And we um, asked all of our faculty to be back in Hong Kong uh, by January 3rd. And, and that was met, as you might imagine, and, and certainly through the first couple of weeks with some frustration as people dealt with the emotion of this virus, wondering if they're gonna get sick, why would you bring me to Hong Kong? We're right next door to China. Um, and so that was certainly, um, Led to some frustration with people, but I think as we've now learned, Hong Kong's done a pretty good job of managing this. Uh, again, luckily, all of our faculty are still healthy, so we're so we're doing quite well. Um, but that was one key thing: is that we were able to have faculty here and then really start to put in place some some uh, strategies that ensured that learning moved forward. Uh, key things I think our principals did, and one of them that that I would say started the journey is we looked at things, and I can probably break it out to you sort of from our four divisions in our lower primary school our our principal Jeff Heaney did a remarkable job he had been through MERS I believe in in in, his school had actually done some online learning previously they used to practice a day a year in terms of kind of making sure faculty was prepped for this work and um, And so he got together with some of our folks and and really sort of um, tapped into the resources of all our curriculum specialists and basically said, we've got to get curriculum uh, ready. And so what's it going to look like? And each of them being specialists, both in literacy and mathematics, we've had someone in social studies and science really looking at our core disciplines, but then also looking at our specialist teachers in in the arts and in music. they they all got together and said, okay, here's what we're going to create. They're they're veteran teachers to certainly know what is going to need to be you know completed by the end of the school year, and um, and what's going to be um, what do we need to hit the ground running with? Um, and he he worked really closely with those folks to create what we call learning grids. That basically as we were going to put this responsibility, unfortunately, in it was our responsibility, but the parents were going to have to sort of hold some hands of the children. Um, they, uh, these learning grids were really easy to use, user-friendly formats that really scripted, um, what we needed kids to do. And then what we required teachers to do was, uh, create videos, whether it be a mini lesson. Uh, and again, all trying to talk about what are the key things there, uh, keep it less than four minutes, you know, um, small chunks, very targeted, focused instruction. So the kids know what's going on. And then, um, and then we launched all that, whether, and by discipline. So uh, each of the homeroom teachers would do a morning meeting, um, and, and then sort of a, another mini lesson on, on whatever their, their particular work was. The, the one thing that also happened that this sort of highlighted for us, and then I would, I, I'll use the context of our upper primary school, is they, um, they initially started off using their teacher blogs. And those teacher blogs were really long and in some cases really challenging for faculty to, or parents to kind of navigate through what am I supposed to do? And by the end of week one, they too had launched to these learning grids that laid out the work for the week for families, uh, put together resource pages where parents could print out um, any sort of additional documentation they needed. And, um, and, and, And then again, what happened in all these in these two divisions is they divided up because we've got ten grade levels per or ten teachers per grade level um, they divided up who's gonna you know teach what units and so they got teams of teachers who focused two or three teachers focused on literacy two or three teachers have focused on, uh, on social studies two or three have focused on science and two and three have focused on mathematics and that's throughout the, the, the both of those divisions so we really think we've been able to put together a very robust learning program that, you know, kids and parents have found quite easy to navigate. They have all the things they need at their fingertips. And, um, and so, as I said, we've, the goal being we have pushed learning forward and I think we've, we've uh, continued to hit that target.
0: That's awesome. Um, so middle school, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Don, I got about three, four minutes left. Sure. So I want to ask a little bit
1: about challenges a couple months in. Um, always still people navigating the, the emotion of it all. Um, being away from their families, many of them from the states would be one. Uh the time that has been required to prepare these materials, as well as many of these parents are also uh, or these teachers are also parents as well, needing to support their kids in the home learning. So that's those have probably been the two biggest challenges. And those things have come out of some surveys that we've done to uh to ensure that. How are we doing both in terms of what we've, you know, checked in with our, our student and parent community, as well as surveys of our faculty saying, how are you doing with, with everything? And, and so the anxiety being one, um, and, and the other being just the time it takes to do all this as well as take care of their own family and their own personal uh, well-being.
0: Got it. Okay um we have a couple minutes left i don't know if you want to share i know you had a couple resources and maybe you want to share on the screen just to kind of get an example of the flavor of what these your teachers are doing yeah i was
1: gonna i was gonna also say just uh doing middle school and high school and then veronica (laughs) if you want to put up one of those learning grids for upper or lower primary it'd be great middle school they just they kind of went with a blended learning um model following their bell schedule and then with high school, they they went with a with a synchronous learning model, which was follow the bell schedule. Kids will be in these classes, um, and that worked quite well, or has been into connecting with kids. So and that's, that's been the other big, I think, thing thing we found is go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, so that's interesting because a lot
0: of schools here in the states are saying we don't want kids to just sit in front of the computer. For six, seven straight class periods, right? Like they're scaling back the school day
1: um, in, in terms of synchronicity. Yeah, we've. I mean, I, I think we're finding a balance of that. But to, to to certainly launch, it was very effective for high school. Particularly, it also I think in some small way connected the kids both with the teacher and uh, and with um, and with. This, with each other despite the fact they couldn't. In fact, that was that was one of the things we initially were really concerned about that in the lower and upper primary with screen time for the younger learners. And um, them getting a chance to connect was hugely popular and, and actually has been very positive for teachers to work both in, in one-on-one connections with kids and moving their learning forward, um, as well as just the connection with peers yeah fair enough okay cool.
0: Why don't we uh, see something you want to share with us and then we'll kind of wrap up right Good stuff thanks Oh you're welcome
2: All right so here Just can you see the screen here you look um, great. Very so campy. this is this is for example our grade one home learning screen so um, we have uh, a main a landing page here with a whole bunch, in our intranet, um, with a whole bunch of information about the suspension. So we have sort of government guidelines, FAQs, all of the letters we've sent to the community, plus a home learning, um, easy access to a home learning portal. So you can see, for example, what the quarantine current quarantine restrictions are in Hong Kong, a bunch of the FAQ here, it's just a single page. Um, All of the letters we've sent to the community, Um, And then our four divisions, which is basically elementary split into two lower and upper and uh, high school split in or sorry secondary split into two middle and high school. Very cool. Um, So then if you go into, say, grade one, you can see we have our home learning activities on a week to week basis and then Chinese studies um, home learning activities. Then we have these extension activities which are around PE and art uh, and music um, and social emotional learning our, we have a very strong counseling program here at the school to support our, our kids From uh, pre-kindergarten all the way through grade 12 uh, and then some online resources um, So just to quickly share what the weekly grid looks like you have um, The week that we're in so last week we're on spring break now So last week was March 30th to April 3rd reading writing math and Chinese studies up here a button where parents can print all the resources they need in the week um which leads to a google a google drive with those there um, and then uh, instructions about the learning greets from previous weeks so if you want to know what we did last week you can click uh, there as well um, and so this is all in our internet so people will need you know passwords to um, get to certain um certain areas but in if you went into the reading grid for example oh it's just taking a second to load it takes you to a google doc where you have the whole learning for the week, so this way, um, teachers are very are are able to communicate very clearly with parents. These are the expectations over the course of the week. So while you know we believe that the students should be doing a, you know what they need to do on Monday on Monday, if you know parents need to take a break or they can't get to it, then they understand this is where the kid needs to be by the end of the week, um, and we have all sorts of. Uh, uh links in here with other resources in order to make that um, uh, a little simpler and as Don was saying, like this is the same for the all of grade one, right so we have ten classrooms in grade one of around twenty students in each so one of the the things that we were thinking about um, uh, was if you have a kid in or you have several kids in different grades, you want it to look the same right as a parent you don't want to have to be navigating a different look and feel for your for your reception one kid and your third grader, right? Um, or your second grader. So we wanted to make things as, as easy to, to understand as possible and as consistent throughout the grade. So it was a new way of collaborating also for our teachers um, who have a little, um, uh, in a normal school day, have a little bit more um, say in how they uh, approach each of the learning standards that they're, they're heading, uh, that they're, that they're trying to reach um, so that was a bit of learning as well to figure out how that collaboration would work but yeah. it's, it's worked out really well and it certainly has simplified life i think for teachers as well and it's freed them up to do um more things um uh, in order to so that we can be sure that the the basic resources are are being shared and the standards are all being met um oh. through these through these learning grids
0: cool thank you so much that's super fun to see Yeah. Um, um. So we're kind of past our time already. So, um, the stuff you're we sharing. Got a lot to share. Is amazing. What's that? We have a lot to share. I know. It's fantastic. I think I do want to ask you one more question, if I may, um, which is, so now that you've done all this great work, what will you do next year? <laughs> will you go back to what was, will you do some of this stuff?
1: What no, do you think? I mean, I think that's, that's, that's the real. Sixty-four thousand dollar question right is is um we're really working with our faculty right now to really be reflective on what does this mean now and what's it going to mean for us in the future i think for next year some of the things that we're seeing you know the fact that we're getting that consistency amongst teachers because there might have been some some differences by each practitioner which you never want to you know i'm not one who would sit here and argue for pacing guides or things but to give you know there's still the craft of of teaching but the consistency of what's been laid out has been really strong and so i think it just continues to ground our work will be one thing we've seen our faculty get upskilled a bunch but um but the bigger thing that i think has come away you talk to a lot of teachers about what this has done is it's required them to go back to the very basics that they learned when they were teachers right have clearly defined learning targets you know so it's kind of just been a, a regrounding and then Yeah, it may mean we do some things different in the future as well, just to kind of figure out what, um, in some ways, our kids learning better through this medium. You know, some of the screencasts that our teachers have made in terms of, of mathematics, very similar to Khan Academy sort of approaches, have been really great for kids because they can go back and watch what's happened. So there's a lot of reflection to take place in terms of what's it mean in the future.
0: Yeah, it's very cool, Um, and I love the team approach, right? Where everybody kind of pitches in and figures out what their part is, rather than each teacher trying to figure it out individually. So kudos to you all for getting that set up as well.
1: Yeah, it's been a big help.
0: So um, we could obviously talk for a long time. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing the website. Um, Really great stuff there. I know my viewers will enjoy that as well. Uh, Donna Veronica, appreciate your time. Uh, Good luck with between now and, you know, the end of the school year. And um, it's really nice to see what it could be, you know, a few weeks or months ahead of where we are here in the States. So appreciate that as well. Glad to share, thank you.
2: Thanks, Scott.